iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the game football podcast from the Times. Euro 2020, we're on to episode six as well. Show us that they can be a force this year. Italy remind us that they will be a force this year and Russia give themselves a great chance as Euro 2020 really begins to hot up. This is the game. This is Hugh Wizencroft. Hello, welcome. If you're enjoying the podcast, remember to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. And definitely make sure you're subscribed to The Times and Sunday Times right now with journalists dotted around the continent to bring you the best of Euro 2020. Sign up today, get The Times online for less than one pound per day. Search thetimes.co.uk forward slash the game to begin your free trial. Now, the niceties are out of the way. Let's say hello to today's guests, Ian Hawkey and Gregor Robertson. How are you? Very well. Hi. Here. Well, thanks. How are you? How was, how was Wales? Tell us, about, how, tell us about that. It must be a great game to be at. It was absolutely fantastic to be at the game. I mean, the first game had put me through the ringer completely, I'll be honest, um, just because it was so end-to-end. Really, Wales rode their luck so much against Switzerland. They managed to come from behind and get that one all draw. And then today, it was it was virtually the same. It was adrenaline fueled, but it was simply because Wales had all those chances in the first half. We had thirty thousand fans. They were all supporting Turkey. The president had come on an an aptly timed <laughs> official visit as well. Um, it was hot, sultry air. The players looked like it was honestly one of the most difficult and it was difficult experiences out on a football pitch, but it was just the sheer effort you could see putting in. And then, of course, I mean, look, the drama, the penalty miss, the missed chances at both ends. It just had one of those games that was absolutely great for the neutral. But I mean, I wasn't I'm 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 an adopted Wales fan while I'm here. But of course, to be a Wales fan and watch that game must have been absolutely terrorizing in many many respects but they made it in the end what did you think about it Gregor? I thought they were outstanding really I mean you're right it was kind of they started they were it was their intent from the off you know they were really brave and they went at them I thought and Dan James was at the heart of a lot of that and Turkey came in and had a you know had a little period about 10-15 minutes in in the first half they they defended really resolutely but all the big players just stepped up today the biggest names the big players stepped up to the plate and I thought it was a brilliant performance, just in every manner. You know, as I say, it's created lots of chances. Um, you know, really, really attacked them from the off. But when they had to, they dug very deep, as you say, and it was a kind of gritty performance as well as anything. And you, you know, there were kind of echoes of that that togetherness that 
kind of fueled Wales's uh, surge in, in, in Euro 2016. Um, and it seems that they are still a very kind of united group of, of guys. Um, it'd be interesting to see how far that can take them. Ian, was it the match of the competition so far? Oh, a, a big call, but it was certainly a, a brilliant way of launching, uh, I, I guess, the second round. You know, it was, it was really thrilling. There was a... A total change of mood, as you say, from Wales since uh, since since Saturday. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was utterly enthralled. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think we all enjoyed um, uh, Holland Ukraine for its, uh, its 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 seesaw action. But but yeah, yeah, arguably the, the the match of the of the tournament so far. And 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 given that, I, I guess given that sort of veneer of glamour, because. You know, Wales is Wales is superstars, not only turned up, but you know, turned up so so together, didn't they? You know, it was it it, it was lovely to see two senior, worldly, very very gifted players who've you know who've who've won titles abroad, uh, combining in a way that they probably aspired to combine when they were teenagers together. I'm talking about Ramsey and Bale, obviously. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about Ramsey and Bale and the impact of both players on the game. But Wales now have four points in Group A after beating Turkey by two goals to nil. We'll be eulogising, like I say, a little bit more about their performances here in Azerbaijan in a moment. But earlier I spoke to Gary Jacob. He was also, like me, in the Baku Olympic Stadium a little bit earlier on and began by asking him about that really eventful first half. Gary, what what a game inside the Baku Olympic Stadium. Before we get to what happened in the match, what did you make of the atmosphere with so many fans there, Azerbaijani, I guess, but also who've made the trip from Turkey? It seemed like a Turkish home game. Even the president was there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think um, it was like, like football used to be or, or that, like football should be. There was um, very loud drums as you walk into the ground, proper raucous atmosphere inside the ground, um, hostility, booze. Uh, and I think Bell sort of hit the nail on the head after the game when he said that he got his adrenaline pumping. And I think that's perhaps what, what people have been missing for the last year. And um, and, and certainly Wales thrived on it. Could you quite believe what you were seeing in that first half? Wales could have had three or four. I, I couldn't believe how assured they were and how confident they were and comfortable and how they took the game to Turkey. And... I think we we all thought that Turkey would sort of go at them and and, and just cause Wales problems, and they, and they didn't really throughout the game. I think apart from the one chance at the end, which Danny Ward saved, really Turkey didn't really create very much. Um, um, you almost put one over the bar, um, and but really they they didn't, and I think that was quite the astonishing. They, they changed the system. They played three up top and, and Ramsey in behind, and and Ramsey sort of making the runs and Bale finding him really sort of outfoxed. Um, uh, Turkey and they never seemed to get to grips with it in the whole game. We went through in the, the opening minutes when the goalkeeper saved at the near post. He went through again when he should have scored and he thought he was offside. And obviously, then he went through again when, when he did score. Um, and, and Turkey just didn't seem to kind of get to, to, to kind of deal with that at all the whole evening. Um, but but it was but it wasn't just about Ramsey and Bell. I mean, Bell's passes were absolutely magnificent tonight. I mean, he created five chances and uh, and Ramsey's running. And um, but it's just about the other performances as well. You know, ben Davis did really well. Rodon did well. Meppen didn't make a mistake. Um, and Danny Ward again continued in goal and showed showed that he's kind of made that shirt his now. 
Allen did well in midfield. Whereas against Switzerland, they were completely bossed in midfield, and, and this time they actually had to hold in the midfield. And 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 um, it, there wasn't really a spell in the game where you thought perhaps Turkey can equalise. It was probably his finest performance they've had since possibly probably Euro 2016 in the, in, in the Russia game and, and, and the Belgium game in that tournament. Yeah, I thought they were absolutely magnificent. It was a, at times it felt end-to-end, but it wasn't really. Every time Turkey got a corner, that was the only time you really felt they were going to threaten. They were really, really disappointing. But I think you have to give credit, like you have been, to, to Rob Page and his side. Um, Aaron Ramsey in particular, I know you've you've mentioned the aspect of the tactical battle that, that sort of he benefited from most. But physically, we had so many question marks over him and he put in a performance tonight that's probably as good as we've seen in from him in a whale shirt since 2016. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, he, he's... he's he, uh, scored the two goals that took them to qualification against Hungary in November nine, 19. And after that, of the following 10 games, he he basically only played in one and the rest he was out through injury. He had five separate injuries today. And you, you watched him, he was running around, he was sprinting. I think, and there's one just magnificent tackle where he sprinted back and he, he did a slide challenge in probably the last 10 minutes. And I thought that really summed up his performance, really. It was just full of energy, full of endeavour. And it really was like the Ramsey of, of kind of old because he was getting forward and and being able to get back um and I, I, I suppose it's just credit as well to the to the world's medical staff for kind of getting him into that shape that he that he could play that sort of game and, and let's hope he you know he, he still can he, he can still kind of do the three games in the week and, 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 and there isn't there, there are no effects from 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 previous injuries well it takes a lot of pressure off their final group match against Italy. They've now officially, I think, got just over a 99% chance of going through with four points gained out in Baku in Group A. Uh, As I'm looking at the screen behind me, Italy look like they're going to comfortably beat Switzerland. Could make for a fascinating final match between Switzerland and Turkey as well. But I did want to ask you, now that it looks like Wales are going to qualify whether you believe this squad under Rob Page, unlike Chris Coleman the last time around in 2016, have what it takes to emulate that squad that performed so admirably reaching the semi-finals? I think probably not. And obviously it all depends on the drawing um, because you know, even, even five years ago, they got a kind of, they got Ireland, which wasn't favourable, was a relatively favourable draw, Northern Ireland. And then they um, did well against Belgium, obviously. Um, but I think this, this team probably doesn't have as many good players or top players in as that team did. So to ask this team to kind of repeatedly do it is quite a big ask. Um, and I think we saw on Saturday against Switzerland and Switzerland really should have kind of put that game to bed. So, I mean, this is, a, take nothing away from this wonderful performance tonight, but I think much is going to be dependent on, on who they draw going forward. And yeah, if they get a favourable draw, obviously they, 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 you know, they can possibly go, maybe get to the quarterfinals, but um, I think it is all going to be undrawn. If they finish second, they obviously go to Amsterdam and, um, you know, you know, maybe who knows, but I, th- I think, I think there's just, there's so many elements of this team that are probably going to need to kind of keep on playing well and keep on playing at the same level because there's so many of them haven't played this season from people like Rodon has not played that often. Meppen's not played that often. Um, Ampadu had an injury at the end of the season. Allen had an injury at the end of the season. season. Uh, Ward didn't play for at all. He hasn't played the league game in four years. So you've got all of these elements. So, 
it's okay perhaps doing it on tonight but can they then repeatedly do it you know the one thing that, that Rob Page said after which is sort of summed it up was it, it doesn't matter when some of these players are playing when they put the when they when they see the 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 crest on their shirt they play for the play for the shirt and that turns them to completely different players and 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 you could see that tonight they they all want to play because their country it means so much more to them than than the clubs and certainly the way Bale galvanised them and in, in, in the huddle at the end and um, was giving them the kind of the talk with lots of expletives you, you really sense how 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 to get there. I think this is perhaps as well after after the Saturday was quite flat and I think this really perhaps will give them a bit of a kick start now in the tournament they go to they've got nothing to lose you know if, if they end up with a draw end up in a defeat they'll, they'll go through um, and then you know who knows Are you off to Rome very quickly and do you think they can shock the Italians in a word? No <laughs> Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think Italy will make changes, won't they? And I think Wales probably, if they are going to, if there's a chance of finishing second, perhaps even in defeat, then perhaps they'll also kind of make one or two changes. I mean, he played this, Rob Page played the same team tonight, which is a bit of a surprise. You know, whether he, they can kind of keep doing that. Voiceover describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. Voiceover on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. So Gary Jacob, they're not holding out at too high hopes Four walls in their final group match. But like we say, they're virtually guaranteed now to be in the knockout stages. Um, Ian r- remarked earlier earlier on about Aaron Ramsey, just how unbelievable the Aventus midfielder was in this game. Gregor Robertson, was he back to his absolute best? He certainly was. I mean, the, at the start of the game, you know, he was put through. That was the third, when he made that run to, to kind of meet Bale's pass to score the opening goal. That was the third time that those two players linked up in that way in the first half. And, you know, he'd missed it first two very good chances and you're thinking you know he's, he's not really had much game game time coming into the tournament you know had troubles with injury you're just wondering if he's going to if really actually him being on the pitch was the right call that was you know I, I was thinking, certainly thinking that some others wouldn't I know he's a, he's a talismanic figure for Wales but I would, that was going through my mind and then as the game grew he was he, he got better and better and the timing of those runs was just were just brilliant and and then he saw him in the second half, hear him back and and uh, throw himself into tackles, kind of last-ditch tackles. And yeah, he was outstanding. Um, but as I say, all of them, all, all of those those big players, Bill, Bill stepped up, obviously. The bravery as well, the, the, those two corner kicks at the end, kind of, <laughs> everyone said, just keep it in the corner, keep it in the corner. And twice he tries, you know, something pretty audacious and the second one seals the win and it was great scenes for everyone. And as I say, I thought Dan James relentless just keeps going at them, keeps going at them and Kiefer Moore was like a warrior. So that front four, we said it before the competition, that front four on their day there are going to be a real handful for anyone. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, the, the Italy game, it's a bit of a dead, a bit of a dead rubber. I mean, it could be something right now on it, but Italy will no doubt make some changes as well. Um, and Italy have arguably been the most impressive team in the whole competition so far. So that'll be both Italy's biggest test and, you know, a kind of marker of uh, for Wales a little bit just to, to see how, how far perhaps they can go. 
Just after you mention it, talk me through those two corners from a defensive perspective. So you allow Gareth Bale <laughs> to dribble right into the six-yard box and have a shot. And then 10 seconds later, as it goes out for a corner on the other side, you allow him to do exactly the same. This time you've put two men on him and he manages to set up a goal. I mean, I'll ask Ian about this. Turkey, what <sighs> on earth? I mean, there were so many people's dark horse. They've been so underwhelming. What, what, what on earth was going on tonight? If you'd followed the uh, the press conference from from their manager, Senor Gunes, who who you know is a very very respected and admirable figure, you'd have been none the wiser at the end of it. Um, you know, he was he was quite perplexed as well as about what's gone, what had gone on. I mean, he was getting his excuses in early that. That the system was there, the work was there, but if you keep giving in the way the ball, then then what can you do? I suppose if you can be specific in the in the several things that went wrong over two games for Turkey, I mean that the, the fullbacks were were just awful. Yes, both games, yeah. Um, and it, you know, you know uh, Gregor can in, can inform us in in detail about everything that was wrong, <laughs> but that, that seemed to me a a, a, a conspicuous uh, weakness. Particularly right back, Celic. I mean, in the first game against Italy, he had a tour of time with against um, Insigne and um, Spinazzola, and then Spinazzola, Dan James. Yeah, yeah and, and Dan James from the off, really. You know, I think they switched switch sides, and then he came back on the left, and he, you know, he had the beating of him several times. So that was certainly. I thought they were a little bit. They looked quite ill-disciplined, though, really, as well. They weren't. You know, you could. Perhaps the manager was talking about the shape and the structure and stuff being there, but I thought they they looked pretty unorganised and kind of I don't know even slightly demotivated. They weren't they weren't really as you say those those two kind of towards the death. They were they were they were throwing balls into the box. They, you know, apart from apart from the 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 one chance that the striker had from from a corner, blazed over the bar. Um, Really, they didn't carve out carve out many opportunities, and as you say, you those two those two corner kicks of the death. I mean, the first one perhaps you can say is a little bit audacious, and you know you can let, let them away with it. And you saw Soyuncu kind of berating his teammates, and then you know thirty seconds later, Bale did the same thing to him, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, huge, huge, hugely disappointing after the kind of build up that we that we heard about Turkey. Gareth Bell, who was instrumental, got both assists, of course. Um, I was watching him and it's an interesting one. You know, he does not have the speed that he used to have. Maybe still the speed of Thor. Dropping deeper, he seems to have more of an effect now. Running at players doesn't get the same burst away from them. Maybe that will come back because, of course, we know he's had his injury problems and not played a lot of football over the last couple of years. Maybe still got something left in terms of that as well. But I felt it was like, you, you have to leave Gareth Bale on. You know, you can't, you can't take Gareth Bale off as he showed towards the end of that game. But I do feel like he's running at the absolute limit. He's like a car engine that is just about to overheat at all times. You know, that penalty for me, Ian, almost summed it up. You know, that, that is the sort of thing that happens to a player that, that's tired. You know, in some of the decision-making, they burst through a three-on-two. Gareth Bell, the ball at, your, at his feet, you think he's going to choose the right option, tries to take on Soyuncu, and he's easily tackled. That was earlier on in the game. What do you think Gareth Bell can do? What did he show today that he can do in this tournament, Ian? Well, something that I, I, I think genuinely surprised me, and I've, I've, you know, I've watched him a lot at Real Madrid, um, you know, his, his transformation into Tony Kroos, basically. You know, those, those lovely little balls through to his, his old friend Ramsey, admittedly against a disorganized Turkey defense who, who didn't seem to be able to be forewarned of anything 
you know they would they would they would repeat the same errors but you know th- th- those were those were lovely passes and they were in their own way quite inspired passes and in some ways you know not archetypal gareth bale ideas or maneuvers or positions on the pitch even um i agree with you that you know there were you know there were some uh, wrong decisions and uh, particularly obviously a, a bad decision with with the penalty but but you know he was he was you know he was galvanizing wasn't he he was um it was a great gareth bale performance and actually i, I was i was just looking through the 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 spanish uh, front pages for tomorrow um particularly because on sunday uh there was a there was a particularly mean headline in a madrid paper saying wales survive bale you know because they got their draw and bale had been rather invisible and uh, you know there was there was quite a lot of praise for him and, and as you know he's uh, he's aware that he doesn't always get the best press in madrid but uh, but i but I, you know i think everybody appreciated that that he was he was a real leader today Rob Page deserves a lot of credit because, you know, there were a lot. There was clamour for some changes today, and he kind of stuck to his guns. And I, you know, even the team he named in the first game was, you know, was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. But he obviously had his had his plan in his head, and he stuck to it. And he he thinks he, you know, he, he sees the what he believes is the best the best Wales team to get a result. And you know, today they really, as I say, it was a start that really impressed me. They just went. They were very brave. They went for it. Um, and I think you know that fans watching from home, the, the few hundred that were in the stadium, that's really what you you want to see your your team and your country do. And and uh, I think Wales fans will be very very proud tonight. I think absolutely they will. And the few hundred that were in the stadium, I think, are downstairs in my hotel. So I'm praying <laughs> that we can get some sleep tonight. But I agree with you. Rob Page deserves huge credit. I was one of those who thought he should have played a different formation in the first match. Certainly thought he should have changed it for today, and actually said that I thought it was going to be a difficult day for Wales once I saw that starting lineup. But even the likes of Joe Roden, Joe Roden looked like Brazy yeah. today. It was it was unbelievable, his performance, probably the game of his life. You know, everything came together for Rob Page and Wales today. They deserve huge, huge credit, so much so that I'm not even going to ask how far I truly believe they can go in this competition. I think Gary covered it a little bit as well, but certainly looking forward to a massive game against Italy in Rome up next. Uh, And speaking of the Italians, another great win for them. They beat Switzerland three goals to nil in Rome. Manuel Locatelli with a brace from midfield means Italy are now unbeaten in 29 games. Unbelievably, they have kept clean sheet in their last 10 matches as well. I think they could well be the biggest threat to France. And, and of course, they are the overwhelming favourites with most. Ian, do you think they can challenge? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I don't see any reason why not. There's, um, you know, you go through that, that, that run of um, unbeaten games and the vast majority of the opposition, you would say, are teams Italy ought to beat. But there, there's the great dynamic there under... Mancini, isn't there? There's there's clearly a self confidence among the the players. Um, there's 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 a nice blend of newcomers and and old stages. And yeah, they, you know they they they're, they're playing with adventure, swagger. Um, it's helpful to be at home, I guess. Um, it, the, the, one of the aspects that that interests me is that he you know he really seems to have got his um, his centre forward firing, which which. Was an area of doubt. Chiro Immobile, two goals now in one in each game. Uh, you know that 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 that's a big deal. Immobile is a 
was a very successful Serie A striker, but has has been what struggling for international status for the best part of a decade now. Um, and and you know he seems to be he seems to have his mojo, and and that that that's a barometer of what Mancini has done. I think Locatelli of Sassuolo now looks like he's in the shop window already after two matches. So many people that don't watch a lot a lot of Serie A saying this is a player that needs to be moving to even bigger clubs. Well, I think Juventus might be having a close look as well. Um, but but the team, Gregor, has no real superstar. Is that its biggest strength? Yeah, I mean, that's that was exactly the thought that was going through my head watching them tonight. I, you know, Mobley's goal tonight was kind of quite fortunate. I think, uh, you know, the goalkeeper should have saved it. And it's true, we'll give him a great lift. That is the, still my only question mark about Lee. And I said this after the first game, you know, they've not really been tested greatly yet. And whether they have whether they have someone who can who can score the goals. But they are the most sort of cohesive, coherent looking team in the competition. Um there are other teams who have better players, better you know, a better array of talent, but they are playing as a team. And you know, that's that's very powerful. And I think they're also playing with real kind of pace and purpose. The way that they play through the thirds very, very quickly. Um, Jorginho is playing a huge, a huge role in the team. There was a moment in the first half today where you know they, they clearly have a plan. There was a moment in the first half where Jorginho had the ball. You have to say Switzerland gave him the kind of freedom of the, the entire middle of the park, but he had the ball and Insigne didn't make didn't make a run from the wing in, to inside, and he was screaming at him to do it. It's just basically standing with the ball, uh, screaming at him to make the run, and he eventually did. You know, there's clearly patterns of play. He comes inside, Spinazzola is going to do the overlap. Berardi, left-footed kind of winger on the right. Um, Barella, you know, Barella is probably the closest thing to a star, I think. He's he's a, he's a superb player, and he he making some surging runs through midfield. Um, Chiellini came off. Uh, injured with a, what looked like a hamstring in the first half, so that will be a worry for them because you know he, him, his partnership with with Bonucci is is legendary, and you know the, the basis of their their defence could be what takes them to, them very far. Because as I say, I just question whether they will have the goals against better opposition. But as I say, without a doubt, probably the most enjoyable team to watch so far, the best football, most coherent looking team. They just haven't quite been tested to the limits yet. Well, up 6-0 on aggregate after two matches. Might not need a serious goal scorer like the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo or Kylian Mbappe to take them through. But like you say, I agree. You know, looking like a great team right now. And it looks like Wales will join Italy going through from Group A. Ian, Switzerland, are there a disappointment for you just finally on them? Yes, yes. Because, I, 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 you know, I think I, I think on paper that that's quite a talented team. And, and I think quite a... A talented coach, um, and well, I think all of us who watched them on Saturday thought uh, they probably should have come out of the Wales game with a little bit more than they did. Embolo um, was exciting, but um, yeah, I mean, really, really limp looking now, aren't they? Um, yeah, it, it is a bit of a disappointment because you know you can you could name. Four or five players in that team who are, you know, are quite exciting to watch. And actually, I mean, no, you can, you can, you can imagine them clearly being, being finishing third in the group. Um, in which case, we may see a bit more of them. But, but I would hope it's a, a better Switzerland if we do. 
Yeah, they seem lacklustre for me. Something just not quite right with Switzerland at the moment, but we'll see if they can get things together going forward. Uh, in Group B, earlier on today, it was Finland nil, Russia 1 in St. Petersburg, thanks to a lovely finish from Alexei Miranchuk of Atalanta. Finland's defence for me in that game, far too passive. Um, but they have got three points on the board already, which could be massively important for them. It means in that group, Belgium, Russia and the Finns all on three points. The game between Belgium and Denmark tomorrow, though, then becomes fascinating. Two teams that many people, Alison Run in particular, says Denmark could do well. Lots of people believe this could be the year for Belgium. But of course, that huge blow in the first game for the Danes and a real emotional mountain to get over after the collapse of Christian Eriksen, of course, his cardiac arrest. I just wondered finally to, to ask you, you know, Gregor, I'll ask you from a playing perspective, whether you think they can come back with us with a sort of renewed strength. Well, I mean, thankfully, I've never been in any position remotely like this. You know, sometimes you have a, a, a close teammate who's, who's injured and, you know, ruled out for a season. This is a completely different different kind of realm altogether. Um, and it was interesting reading Matt, Matt Lawton's um, kind of report from the, the, the Denmark press conference today and Yusuf Poulsen was basically suggesting he thought it could bring the team closer. It could, you know, kind of unite the team after that shared experience and, you know, the pretty iconic imagery of them, them kind of protecting the protecting their teammate as he lay prone on the floor behind them. And so it's quite possible but the, the the other thing you have to say though is they're without their best player, so that's that's a major blow in itself. Um, but it will be very interesting to see. I, you know, I, even without this incident having happened, it's a, it's a huge test for them. So I I've, I do fear personally that the 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 kind of trauma of that that incident in the first game and losing the first game it might well spell the end of their tournament. Ian, will Belgium be too much for Denmark tomorrow? Well, uh, logically, and I think you would have you would have probably said this anyway without everything that's happened in the last five days um, I mean it was very interesting listening to the the Danish manager and 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 the players today steering this very very difficult line between taking in all the emotional impact and putting foregrounding Christian Eriksen in in two ways as you know as a as a valued friend somebody who you know for awful moments they thought they might have lost as Gregor says, clearly their best player, and as their manager says, and, and, and their players say, clearly their best player. The manager was talking about step by step towards uh, normality, um, and and that's a very fine balance as well. You know, they they are they are in a very important, practical, professional, big game tomorrow. But it's it's so informed by everything that's happened, and 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 I guess they are also trying to channel some aspects of what's 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 happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, a, a real task, and, and and an even bigger task when you're when you're playing against the the team rated number one in the world. It's yeah, you, you feel for them, and and they will be so supported tomorrow. Absolutely, they will be. The ball being kicked out on the tenth minute, I believe, by Belgium's players, and um, of course, a round of applause, I believe, in support as well. It's going to be, as I say, a really intriguing contest between Belgium and the Danes as well. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's episode of the podcast, as well as Ukraine taking on North Macedonia and the Netherlands back in action against Austria as well. But I'd like to thank you, Gregor Robertson, Ian Hawkey, and of course, Gary Jacob, who I 
spoke to earlier for joining me for this episode of the game Euro 2020. Remember, if you're enjoying it, make sure you are subscribed. Also subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times right now. You can get it for less than one pound a day. Just go online, search thetimes.co.uk forward slash the game to start your free trial. We will see you tomorrow. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone.